It's time for the Deuce with Jimmy Chavez on 1620 The Zone. All the headlines you need in two minutes or less. Talked about this a little bit earlier. Another night of high school basketball drama last night. Omaha Westside heading back to the state tournament, but it was not easy. Led by 11, Lincoln High rallied to tie the game, forcing overtime before the Warriors prevailed 83-76. They'll play Lincoln East in the Class A first round next Wednesday at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Girls' State basketball begins today in Lincoln. In Class A, Millard South takes on Lincoln Southwest. Bellevue West faces Bellevue East. Millard North and Lincoln North Star hookup, and Lincoln High takes on Millard West. All the action begins at PBA Devaney at 9 a.m. Full day of basketball. Omaha baseball finally plays a home game last night at Tal Anderson, and it was a great night for the Mavs. They staged an incredible comeback against Kansas State to win 7-6. They trailed 6-1 going into the bottom of the fifth inning. They'd score two in that inning and then four in the eighth to take the lead. Omaha picks up its second win in a row and its first win of the season against a Power 5 opponent, improving to 2-6 while the Wildcats suffer their fifth straight loss to fall to 4-5. Quick turnaround for the Mavericks as they head to Provo for a three-game set against BYU that begins on Thursday. And here it is. Waiting to get this in. In hockey, the Uh, Chicago Blackhawks mm. officially sent Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers on Tuesday night. In return, the Rangers are sending two draft picks to Chicago, a conditional 2023 second-round pick, a 2025 fourth-rounder. The 2023 second-round pick will become a first-rounder if the Rangers make the Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, you're a Rangers fan now. No. No. However, that first-round pick would be in 2024-25. Kane, a three-time Stanley Cup champion who was picked number one by the Blackhawks in 2007, is in the final year of an eight-year deal that carried a no-movement clause. 34-year-old winger forced Chicago's hand to go to his preferred destination, which significantly lowered the potential return for the Blackhawks. Here now is Nick Hanley. Uh, it sucks. It's uh, It was inevitable, and you knew that in order for Chicago to move forward, they had to break up the sort of the big three, if you will, with uh, Crawford, Taves, and Kane. And they had some guys, you know, Duncan Keith, you know, has since uh, left as well. Uh, Marion Hosa retired. But breaking up that group, especially between Taves and Kane, Taves might have been on the the trade block too, but then he had COVID. He has uh, long COVID uh, effects right now. But for Patrick Kane, you're going to get the most value out of him right now. And that dude is – he's fun to watch. I've, I've seen him probably play a dozen times. And Best all-time in Chicago, 88? I think so. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't argue with you. It's just for the, the times that I've watched Chicago – since he's been there, I can't remember another player, you know, during that. Jonathan Taze is fantastic. And, and again, you know, they've had, you know, Artemi Panarin, who I wish we would have saw more of in a Chicago Blackhawk uniform. You know, there was some great stuff from, you know, guys like, you know, Shaw and Sharp. And it, look, the, the run was great. But when 88's on the ice, you paid attention. When Chicago was on the move and 88 was in the mix, you paid attention because he did special things with the puck. He meant a lot. I mean, you know, you think of pro athletes in the city of Chicago over the last decade. I don't know if there was one better. You know, I I really don't. And you knew at some point it was going to end because of where Chicago is as an organization. And anybody who pays attention to the NHL, you know how the salary cap situation works where, I mean, it is a hard cap Chicago was so limited. They've been trying to sort of build and get younger and get more draft picks while maintaining those guys. And I think they finally understood you you have to you have to cut bait. And, and no one's ever going to mistake him, regardless of who he ends up with on his final game. 
he's always going to be a Chicago Blackhawk, but doesn't mean I have to feel good about it right now. Uh, the East. So the the Bruins are a wagon. Yeah. They're going to get a 63. I'm going to have 134 points. Yeah. It's wow. insane. And you, and you probably have to use like an industrial microscope to find a flaw in their roster. they got a great combo between the pipes. They're deep. They've got elite talent. Yeah, if they don't get it done. Yeah. So Toronto has loaded up. And either Toronto or Tampa Bay more than likely is not going to make it to the second round of the postseason, which is wild to think about. But the Rangers acquiring Patrick Kane uh, puts them in the Stanley Cup conversation. It does. But I don't. I think Boston and Toronto right now after the trade deadline, because yeah. Orlov picked up by Boston was a huge addition. Boston and Toronto are the two teams. You know, Carolina is lingering, but Boston and Toronto will be my two teams in the East after the uh, trade deadline has come and gone. But, it, you know, unfortunate for Chicago, I you know a lot of Blackhawk fans. And that run, that run in the 2010s, that was magical. Mm-hmm. It's just to see it just fall apart like yeah. this. And no semblance of, all right, here's the next step. Maybe this starts it because you got rid of one of your cogs. But he's not he's not what he used to be. But, man, he I think he – I agree with you. I think he's the best that's played in Chicago. And, and back to Boston real quick, too. Like, remember, was it two – I'm trying to remember. When Tampa Bay got upset in the first round, this Boston team is just – it's stacked. And so I this is the one thing we love about the Stanley Cup playoffs is, you know, they're – the series, you never know what's going to happen, especially in hockey. You can ride a hot goaltender. I mean, if anybody who knows hockey understands that it's not always the most deep and talented team. But when you think of what the Avs have done recently, but Boston, Boston's built, I think, to withstand that. Now watch, they'll get upset in the first round. But, I mean, the fact that they, they're going to, you know, they're on pace to get the record of wins. And, like, that that's 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 a historic type of team right there that I, I think goes beyond the first round. But, yeah, with Kane, with Chicago, what they did. Look, I mean, it's kind of like when we had the Nebraska success in the 90s. You're spoiled by it. When you get so far removed from it, you kind of stop and wonder, okay, what the hell happened? And everybody has their own story of how it happened, of how, you know, whatever team's dynasty came to an end. And, yeah, you look back at it, not only having to – you're just so handcuffed with the the salary situations with guys like Corey Crawford at the time and, and Taves and you know even Duncan Keith to an extent, but also Patrick Kane. But then you also had sort of in the background here the two years ago with the the scandal with the assistant coach. I mean, there was there's just a lot of things. It is it's really hard to kind of find the bottom for Chicago right now. And and I, I'm with you. I hope this is the start of. Brighter days for the Blackhawks organization, but yeah, the, the see that thing just kind of down to its bare bones on how much of a machine that was is is yeah, it's it's quite uh, quite fascinating. Jimmy, do we have the uh, Kevin Durant drop when he was talking about Mark Cuban? He's an idiot. Do we have that? <laughs> uh, we can find it because <clears throat> this would be a good one to introduce something that happened in Lincoln. Oh, okay. Lincoln is becoming it. a bigger city because there is more bat blank stuff that happens in Lincoln. <laughs> like dumb idiot. Yeah. We're talking about Ohio, Florida level? Uh, we're not there yet. Okay. Not everything that is weird happens from Florida. I just want to point that out. <laughs> there is weird stuff that happens in Nebraska and other places. Not everybody has to be from Florida. Now, unfortunately, some of the weird stuff that happens like in Ohio and Nebraska is done by a person from Florida. Mm-hmm. I can't help that. <laughs> There is a uh, gentleman in uh, Lincoln. He's more than an idiot. 
His name is Joshua Steckley. He's 26 years old. 9.45, Monday night, pulled over 27th and E on a traffic stop. Oh, yes, I did see this. He was taken into custody on a suspicion of DUI. His blood alcohol content was .145. That's not good. That's over the legal limit. So he was cited, and then he was turned over to someone sober who drove him home. Mm -hmm. Four hours later, driving the same car, this idiot crashed into a fence near 59th and Holdridge. Now, before I go any further, thank God nobody else was involved in this accident except for the idiot. He was intoxicated, and he blew a point two zero four. So he kept Again, drinking. Thankfully, <sighs> his was the only car involved in the crash. So two and four hours. He was yes. He was transported to jail, cited on suspicion of DUI, negligent driving, and having no insurance. Mm. He received two DUIs in one night in Lincoln. In a matter of hours. That's an impressive feat. I don't know that I would use the word impressive. No. He an idiot. Yes. Dang and yes, thankfully, nobody else was involved. That's uh, hmm. Scott Shanley. A Uber, my bit, friend. Uh, later. Joel Lorenzi, again, Creighton mm-hmm. and Georgetown tonight here on the uh, Zone for your uh, listening pleasure. And also uh, Brandon Vogel uh, will stop by. Was his, his thoughts now less than three weeks uh, before uh, spring football and more chatter about the Big Ten expanding? Or more chatter about Oregon, Washington, saying they're coming to the Big Ten. All of that to come before we're out of here at 10. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.